we are back. Thank you uh, for joining in to the Vet SOS Show. It's brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab your Vet SOS Life Preserver and uh, make sure that you're getting the help that you require. So we are back. Uh, Dr. Alfredo Torres is here. I want to give you an introduction to Dr. Torres. I'm not a doctor. Oh, not doctor. (laughs) Not doctor. Sorry, I've got got Dr. Soto on my mind. Mr. Alfredo Torres, Mr. Alfredo Torres, he's the Virginia V3 Transitional Regional Coordinator for the Central and Western Region and the Candidate Coordinator for Hire Vets Now Fellowship Program. It's the first DOD-approved state skill bridge program, by the way. He's experienced in professional military and educational career coaching, mentoring and counseling, and a 13-year Navy veteran who's had a very eclectic and very post-military career. He's been a radio personality, EMT, academic advisor, safety inspector, blogger, military admissions advisor. Oh, my goodness. There's so many more on this list. I can't even rattle them all off here in the amount of time that we have. So thank you, uh, our esteemed guest, Alfredo, Mr. Alfredo Torres. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, guys. I have to switch to my phone because the computer is a uh, piece of garbage. And <laughs> so, um, uh, you, you, you know, you had the wonderful Dr. Soto on, incredible um person uh i would reach back out to him tell him to use his phone <laughs> and and i know we've had you on before and i think that that was yeah the the key to the the other success that we had so um great to have you yeah join in with us and uh great to hear you and see you this time so yes exactly let's, yeah let's jump in so you know in the work that you're doing you've done so much right and you're giving back you are paying it forward right and so you're a walking testimony to what this show is about. Um, what got you started? Why are you doing this? What, why, why are you so passionate about helping giving back in this way? You know, uh, I had the worst transition in the world. I know Dr. Soto said he had, you know, it was me. <laughs> it was me. And now we can go back and forth. At least he got a retirement. I was medically uh, booted. And, um, and so I... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, you know, after 13 years, and I always break it down to the to one thing. Now, mind you, I got out in 2005. Okay, and we didn't have all the stuff that uh, that you guys have today, but it came down to me to being arrogant. Everything, and, and I, I just did a post on LinkedIn about this not too long ago. It's arrogance, the arrogance of of uh, I'm a veteran, so everybody's gonna kiss my behind to give me a job and they're all lined up outside the door and and uh you, you know everyone's gonna pat me on the back and oh you're great you're on here and then after that after i realized that wasn't the truth then uh the arrogance and the pride to to go seek for seek help deal with my mental issues to deal with uh, the fact that I, now i was homeless you know to um to say to say I'm, I'm too proud to work at McDonald's. What do you mean I'm going to work at McDonald's? Are you kidding me? I'm, I defended this country. <laughs> I stormed the beaches of Normandy. That is, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, man. It's it's it, uh, again. It's arrogance. It's pride. That's what it all comes down to. Well, Fast let's again. Let, let's 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 ask a question there because you know that's one thing that you know came up in part in our last episode which is the mental health side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, with Dr. Soto, right, talking about being vulnerable. And 
you know, how that might shift somebody's view, right, of themselves. And so not only the outward view that people may see them as, but their internal view. So, um, right, your id and your ego. So um, tell us more, like, what challenges did you go through during your transition? I mean, psychologically, mental health-wise. I mean, you had a pretty pretty difficult transition. Can you tell us a little sure. bit more about that? Sure. Um, uh, and, and Sean, I'm going to use you as, as a uh, kind of as a mirror because you're still active duty. Okay. And Sean, you tell me if, if, as I say this, you tell me if this rings true today. Okay. First thing is um, it starts with being in the military and, and, and getting into this being taught um, you're going to do 20. You're going to get your MBA or your PMP or both. You're going to get the contracted job and the GS-13. And they're going to love you as soon as you get out. Right? So that's the mindset. Yeah. Okay. Now, in my case, Sean's going to retire. But in my case, I got medically booted and found out that, that my mind wasn't ready for that not to happen. Okay. Um, Sean's lucky that he started early again because of my medical stuff. It came out of nowhere. Not that I would have started early anyway, because it was a different mindset back then. But now comes the all the other things that add on to that sudden, oh my God, nobody's there. It's the, uh, and this is different layers, right? So it's the um, first off, I'm a service member. I'm a veteran. So I got to show strength because people outside have the certain image. Right? Mm -hmm. Let's add on to that that I'm, a, I'm an NCO. Now, you can be a senior NCO or an officer. Doesn't matter. You're a leader. And so you can't show weakness because you got people underneath you who are looking to you for strength and inspiration. So when things are sucking, you got to keep it down. Now, let's add to that, um, in my case, I come from a, a background, a different ethnic background, which, um, which teaches you at an early age that you're a man, you don't complain, you don't cry, you just do, do things. Um, so you add all that. And you take away some of the most important things like communication. Um, and it's, it's, it's a setup. It's a setup because you, you can only put so much into you and not let it out before it all blows up. And, and, and Sean, let me ask you this question. I don't know how, I, I, I know you started early, but I don't know how much you're communicating. Do you find that that helps you as you're going through this transition? Um, people reassuring you, um, being able to talk to your peers and realize that they're going through the same thing so that you don't feel alone. Are you, uh, is that something that you do? Oh, definitely. I, I think, you know, talking with people like, like mentors like yourself, you know, Veterati is a huge tool, you know, reaching out to those, those people who have been there have done it reaching out to them and having those calls using programs like ACP and commit foundation, 
where you have a assigned mentor. I uh, just had a great conversation yesterday with my commit mentor, you know, you know, reassuring me, hey, you're, you're doing this right. You're doing that right. Hey, let's take a look at this. You know, maybe we change some things here. And, and then one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved in doing this show was the peer conversations. So many of my peers still have no idea what they're doing, no idea what's going on. And, you know, you start talking, hey, have you gone to Best Industry? What's that? All right, dude, let's go look at the computer. You know, you need to get into some of their networking events. You got 50 strong, you know, get into their networking events. Have you been to the USO to talk to the Pathfinder program? You know, and between my peers and then just my soldiers, you know, I, I, I got some young captains that are getting out. They're done. You know, they don't want to continue. Even they don't have a clue. So you start talking to them about these things. And, and I think that's a responsibility of every leader. We need to share that information. So, you know, that, that's what's great about this community is we got people who have long since transitioned that are still coming out here and telling us. So I mean, you know, people like you doing great things. Thank you. I appreciate that. But think about all that, what you just said. Now, take it 17 years ago when I got out. None of that existed. Plus, the culture is changing. OK, uh, it, it, you know, I, I'm not a touchy feely guy, believe it or not. Um, but by the same token, the culture has made it OK to, to say that, you know what, you're vulnerable, to say that you're scared, to say that you're stressed out, to say you don't know the answer and to admit it. And this is a big shift. Yes. You, you know, um, in, in, in how you transition. Um, and as far as, as what's out there, I don't blame people for not knowing what's out there. Look, you guys talked about Boom Boom. I never heard of it. I never heard of it before, before 45 minutes ago. <laughs> okay. And then the way you utilize it, right? The way to say thank you, the, the, the way to connect with, with an employer, the way to remind the employer of your name and your face. Right. You know, yeah. um, uh, like, hey, oh, yeah, I remember him. Um, and how you can look, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, another way for you to show your passion, show your personality which might be difficult to show on a piece of paper. So uh, I, I never heard of it. And now, as soon as you guys mentioned it, 35 different thousand ways of, of how to utilize it were, were running through my head. Thank you. More stuff I got to figure out so I can, <laughs> you know, give to people. But, but the, you, you know, the point is that there's so much out there and there's so much out there that is constantly changing. It's hard for for a guy like Sean who's transitioning to know it all. Well, so how can he pass it on to someone else? Right. So, so where do you start? Right. In, in your coaching folks, right. And helping people mm -hmm. through V3, where, where do you, where do, where do you tell them to start? Maybe can you walk us through like that process that you okay. help, help someone with? Sure. Sure. And again, I'll take, I'll take Sean as, as the example. Uh, and I'm not picking on you. <laughs> you know, uh, just to let you know that if, if, if Mark was transitioning, I'd be on him too. Okay. <laughs> um, but so the first thing I'd say is, um, uh, so what do you want? That would literally be the first thing because it starts with there. I can't, or what good is any advice I'm going to give you if I don't know what you want? If I don't know where you want to go to. Right. Now, normally, a guy like Sean in Sean's position without 
the foresight to have started early would say, I don't know. Okay. At that point now, we start to dig a little bit, right? Um, uh, well, what do you like? What don't you like? And, and everything is, 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 is geared to trying to take it from, you, you know, that, that uh, 180,000 foot view to the, to the block. Not, I mean, to the house, not even the neighborhood or the city, but to the house. Um, so uh, where do you want to live? What do you see? Give me your perfect scenario. Tell me what your perfect life is. Mm -hmm. And then once we get that kind of, of thing going, now we start to see, okay, what, do you, what, what steps can we utilize? Who can we connect you to? And then there's a lot of other things, bonus. But this is, you know, if you do a minimum, you got to talk to these people. You got to look up this instruction. Uh, you got to find out about this program. Because um, everything that's out there is great. And everything that's out there sucks. It all depends on whether you can utilize it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure Sean has heard it. I don't know if you've heard it, Mark. The, um, uh, my, my, my uh, buffet analogy. Mm, I don't think, no. I think, I'm not sure we talked about that last time. Okay. So, so here, here's what transition is. Transition is a buffet. Now, of course, I'm a fat guy, so I love to eat. <laughs> uh, so, of course, I'm going to tie it into it, into um, uh, into food. But transition is a buffet. You walk into a buffet, and you see all of this incredible food, and it all looks good. But you're not going to eat all of it, are you? No. You're going to go, and you're going to pick some protein, and you're going to pick some starches and some vegetables, and you're going to mix and match. You, you know, maybe you have macaroni and cheese with fried rice. Who the hell does that? Uh, but, but, but that's what you want, right? That's what you want. Maybe you have pork chop with custard. Disgusting to me. But maybe that's what you want. Then you sit down and you eat. Um, uh, and if you're full, success. And if it's garbage, disgusting. You go and you try something else. And if you're not full... Maybe you go back and eh, maybe what it needed was a little more custard or, or some corn or whatever. The point is, there's so much out there. You guys talk about drowning in the sea of, of, of goodwill, which is, that's exactly how I, I describe it. You don't have to listen to everything I say or listen to everything that Dr. Soto says or, your, or the Pathfinder. Or, 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 you don't have to. You can pick and choose. A little bit of Alfredo, a little bit of Dr. Soto, a little bit of Pathfinders, a little bit of Vets the Industry, and make your own plate. And that's, you know, if you follow me on LinkedIn, you see that I always, my first hashtag, own your transition. And that's what owning your transition is. It's making your plate. When I talk to people, I tell them there's three things that, that, that you can do with my advice. You could say, oh, my God, Alfredo's the greatest, smartest guy in the world. I'm going to listen to everything he says. I wouldn't do that. You could say, wow, Alfredo's full of crap. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The hell with him. I'm not listening to anything. Or number three, which is what I always recommend, 
is listen and say, you know what, Alfredo made some good points, but point one, four, five, and eight really resonated to what I'm going through. That's what I'm going to take. And I'm going to add that to my transition toolbox. And now I'm going to go and talk to Mark. Okay, Mark, blah, 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 blah. Same thing. Mark gave me, uh, you know, 10 things. Number two, number seven, and number three really resonated to my transition. Now I'm going to put it over here to my transition box. See what I'm saying? This is Man. this is making your plate. This is the buffet. Talk about talk about dropping bombs. So you you have just said a ton, right? That's and, right. Talk a lot. No, no, that, 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 no. I'm saying you know a value. You just said a ton of value. Um. So yes, absolutely. You're you're taking your pieces and you're crafting your own transition. I love that transition toolbox, right? Um, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's experience is different. Everybody's skill set is different. So you have to craft that that's unique to you. But also, I think at the very beginning of your analogy, right, the thought popped into my head that, look, guys, even if you have your specialty, your AFSC, your MOS, whatever you want to call it, your skill set, your training in the military, even if you are still looking to use that in the civilian sector, if it's a transferable skill, the world is wide open. When, when you're being asked, what do you want? Right? And, and, and Alfredo is coaching you or, or you're getting coached in that way. And you don't know, and that answer is, which I, I would imagine, Alfredo is the answer often no, right? I don't know. Yeah, I got no idea. The, that's probably the big, the, the majority yeah. of the time. So that's not necessarily a negative, right? That you don't no. know what you want to do. That's, a, that's an extreme positive in the, in the fact that you get to create your new environment. You but know, if, this- if you don't have direction, if you don't have help getting that direction... You know, and that's what you're there for, right, Alfredo? Right, right. It's just like getting out of high school. You know, you're getting out of the military. The whole world is your oyster. The difference between high school and, and getting out of the military is you've been around the world a couple of times. You've had some experiences. So now you need to utilize it. And and as far as trying to figure it out, well, you know, uh, let me ask you, Mark. Um, you were in the military. What were you? I was an airman. I was, okay. I, I, yep. I left as a senior airman. Okay. As a senior airman. Um, and I was a medic. Medic in the okay. Air Force. Right. You, so you were a medic and a senior airman. Um, as a senior airman, that's a what? E? E4. E4. Okay. So no, you were still probably um, hands-on. Sean, you're, wh- what are you now? E8. You're an E8. And, and what are you? Army. Intel analyst. Intel analyst. Um, that's a, he's a better example. So Intel analyst, when's the last time that you analyzed Intel? About 10 years ago. Okay. So you still, and you're still identifying yourself as an Intel analyst. So if I would say, John, what are you? You're going to go Intel analyst. I'm going to say you're a liar. That's the first thing I said. I say, no, you're not. You haven't <laughs> analyzed any Intel in 10, 12 years. No. So now a lot of times they go, wow, you, ident- and this is, a problem in the military. You identify yourself as what what your MOS rating, whatever you want to call it, rank. Some people will do. Um, and so again, you got the blinders on. So everything you're thinking about deals with intel analysts because that's what you identify as. 
Now, Mark, how long have you been out? <laughs> I've been out 20, let's see, uh, going on 25 years. So you see how when I was talking to Mark, he didn't identify as the medic. And now, granted, you didn't know where I was going, so you started with the rank and stuff, but you didn't identify as a medic. And actually, you had more reason to identify as a medic because you were still doing medic stuff. Now, here's where that's significant. Sean identifies as an intel analyst. Hasn't done it in 10 years. Well, what do you want to do when you get out? I don't know. Well, what are you? I'm an intel analyst. Well, you want to do that? No. What have you done over the last 10 years? You've led programs, right? You've had, in the Navy, we call them collateral duties. Uh, I think you guys call them additional duties. You've had that. All of these things have given you new skill sets, which now you got to take away this, I'm an intel analyst, and you got to look at what skill sets you've done. You've got to open that aperture, okay? I, I, I started as a submarine yeoman in, in the Navy, um, uh, which is a glorified secretary. And then I became a, um, and then I became a aviation storekeeper which is doing logistics for the aviation side. Did that for you know total of 13 years. When I got out, I identified as an aviation storekeeper. So what was I supposed to do uh, when I got out? Get a logistics job, right? Because that's what I did. I didn't want to do that. So after piddling around, you know, homeless and all the rest of that stuff. When the post 9-11 GI Bill came back, I went back to school. And being a career coach and a career counselor and, and, and a mentor really resonated with me. Because I have an, I, people tell me I have an incredible story. Yes, you yeah. do. Yes, yeah, you yeah. Well, that, that and four ninety nine will get me a cup of coffee over at a Starbucks. <laughs> um, uh, but the thing is, I started to realize how I, I, you know what. So I've, I've got the skills to do this, but where the hell did these skills come from? They came from thirteen years of a collateral duty in the Navy called career counselor. They came from nine years of of of, of being a shipboard instructor. Of being a, 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 a in the navy, we call him a training petty officer, where I had to sit there and do lesson plans and and make them relatable. So I I I I I, I refined all these skills in the navy, but I never thought about them because I, I identified as an aviation storekeeper. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you gotta you gotta get away from identifying as aviation storekeeper from identifying as a master chief or a, or a sergeant major or a captain or a lieutenant, or you, you got to get away from that and realize, okay, what have I done? Not what do you do? Not what are you, but what have you done? Because this is what's going to allow you to, to again, open the aperture and it's going to allow you to start pulling out these skills that you didn't think you had. So let, let me ask you a question along those lines. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the Hiring Our Heroes Fellowship um, prep right now for the, the cohort in the fall. Mm -hmm. Several of these companies use automated websites where 
you put in your MOS, you know, so you, you got me thinking there where because my only option is 35 Fox Intel analyst. So then it kicks out all these jobs. Is it? Well, what's your, I want you to think about your, your, your additional duties. What have you done? And all of those have a, a, a MOS or, or what we call them NEC, Navy, uh, uh, whatever classification. I don't know. I, geez, I've been out for dude. a decade and a half, but you you put in that MOS and you got to understand that again, those jobs are going to pop out for something you haven't done in 10 years. Yeah. Is that something that you want to do? No. Well then why are you putting in that MOS? So I, I've looked, I honestly, I, I looked down the whole list, you know, and some of the websites use the very specific MOS um, sure. only, and there's none of those additional duties that fall in there. And right. there's an Intel guy. A lot of mine are security related. You know, sure, so of course, look, because they want that security clearance that you got. Yeah. And if it says security, it has to be the Intel guy's job. <laughs> you know, so, sure, sure. Um, but it, it's just it strikes me as odd because I agree with you wholeheartedly. I haven't done it in 10 years. I don't want to do it. It was only to me. I only enjoyed it while I was deployed where you're making a real difference. Sure. Um, but I would like to switch gears real quick for you. Mm -hmm. You have a busy day. You came on here with me today, and then this afternoon you got the the next vets to industry um, networking event, which right. unfortunately I'm not going to be able to make. I'm prepping for summer camp tomorrow morning with the Boy Scouts. Um, right. Sorry, I'm going to miss it. But tell us a little bit about uh, vets to industry. So vets to industry um, is a nonprofit organization that is uh, there to provide. Um, a, 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 a listing of resources to help you out. One of the main things that, that they do, which is incredible, is they host a networking event in which they invite um, transitioning service members, veterans, military spouses, resource providers, recruiters, educational um, representatives to come together and um, they will all get a chance to speak. And then you go into these rooms to network and to start talking to each other, practice your elevator pitch. It's a five-hour event that goes by like 45 minutes. It flies by. And the connections that you make are so valuable. But like I heard you guys say earlier, they're only valuable if you do the following. You've got to, you've got to, um, you've got to make yourself a human. Okay. Networking yeah. is not, it's not about just connecting. It's about building a relationship. Okay. It's about making Sean a, about taking him from a, a, a Intel analyst in the army to Sean who likes Tennessee, who's moving to Florida. Ooh, his. He should be moving to Virginia. Um, <laughs> no, Florida's a great place. Uh, but, you see, but you see what I'm saying? I've taken him from, from generic to, you know, uh, Johnny Soldier to Sean. I've made him a person who mm -hmm. I now can relate to, who I now um, have a relationship who 
I am more likely to help than Intel analyst uh, generic soldier, okay, who didn't take any time. So that, that's what it's all, that's what networking is. People make it to be this big to do that's scary. It's not, man. It's it's meeting people and talking to them. We do that every day. We do everywhere from 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 the supermarket, obviously in bars and clubs, uh, to the library. You know, wherever we go, we're talking to people, and the people we like, we continue to talk to. Yeah, I'll tell you. The biggest, the, the scariest thing about vets to industry is that five hour uh, oh, yeah. number there. And, and I'll tell you from experience, it goes so fast because I know I skipped the very first one I registered for going, man, I don't have five hours to give. And then yep. I made the next one. I was like, why did I miss the last one? This is amazing. Um, yep. it, it just it goes by so fast. And one of the reasons why I, I'm, I'm volunteering with them now, it's just an amazing organization. Oh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the research team trying to, you know, because I like doing the research and finding other organizations and sure. sharing the information. So to me, it, it's a way to give back because there's 40,000 organizations. I don't need to go start one, you know, just give yeah, back to yeah, yeah. other ones. Hallelujah that you <laughs> said that because people are, I want to start a, I, I want to start a nonprofit. I want to start a nonprofit. Well, you know how hard it is to start a nonprofit? Better to take your talents and your passion and go to an existing one. If you don't like the big ones, find a small one. There's plenty of small ones who could use the help. Okay? Vets to Industry is one of them. Uh, with 70,000 people, you know, followers. They, they, you know, it's still it's still a small organization. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it flies by. I, I did the same thing. The first time someone invited me, I'm like, oh, God, five hours. Jesus, God, here we go. And I'm sitting there, and... And, and look, I don't ever want to do anything. Like, I, the lead-up, I hate. Being there, I love. So, like, even this, I didn't want to do this. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm obligated. Because I don't like to obligate myself, right? I don't know how I'm going to feel when I get up. And so, the lead-up, I hate. But then it starts. And then the energy and the encouragement and, and, and the opportunities. And you just see... All of this. And then when you get into the little breakout rooms that they have and you start to realize I'm not alone. Here's here's this here's this E8 in the army who's getting ready to transition out. And here I am, the E4 in the Air Force. And we're both feeling the same thing. Yeah. And here's this major from the Marine Corps. And all of us are feeling the same thing. And that's where. Uh, you know that's part of the magic happening yeah. is because once once you realize you're not alone now you got people you can talk to absolutely and once you, yeah and once you start 1, talking yeah 1000% yeah, um i know we're getting down to time here and uh alfredo man just so many bombs you're dropping along the way here just you know nuggets of scorched knowledge scorched earth and, brother scorched earth man i got oh, man man let me tell you let me tell you i i I know that, look, I can talk to you forever and listen to you talk forever because you're you know, so impactful in your, the way that you're just sharing um, these golden nuggets. So, But at any rate, I do want to make sure that we highlight. Um, so you're, you're with V3, right? Virginia Transition uh, Region Coordinator. Okay, let me, let me straighten that out. Yeah, I'm okay. with the Virginia Department of Veterans Services. V3, Virginia Values Veterans, is a program 
that helps companies become certified as veteran friendly. I'm in V3 transition. Right, okay? okay. I help the service members and can connect them to the V3 certified companies. Excellent. Okay. So let's talk about that in closing, right? Because that's, that's okay. huge. That is huge. Um, as people are coming through, right, the program, um, and this is all about the who you know, right? Because it is about sure. who you know. So and right. you've talked about this before, and I think that was one of your closing statements. So um, as listeners are hearing your message, as they've heard your story, if they want to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. All right. LinkedIn. I am, always, right here. I, I am always on LinkedIn. Um, I always check it. That's probably the quickest way to get a hold of me. Um, you know, I'm still going. I, I was on vacation last week because I moved. I'm still going through my emails. Um, uh, you know, I'm down to 26 out of like 235 that I actually had to pay attention. To <laughs> right. So, um, uh, so you can you can reach me email alfredo.torres at dvs.virginia.gov, um, and I'll get to it as quick as possible. But I check my LinkedIn every day. Um, uh, several times a day. So there's a better chance of you getting a hold of me there. And real quick, Sean, I, 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 let me just say this. I'm going to try not to, because I've been picking on you. So let me, let, let me give you uh, some advice, because you said you're going to be doing the interviews. All right? I'm going to give you my four Ps, and I'll make it quick. Two Ps before the interview, two Ps during the, during the interview. The first two Ps, okay? Practice. Okay, and practice means everything, not just practice your answers, um, but also practice going to the sites, practice talking on the uh, on, on, on screen, because you can see right now, it doesn't appear like I'm looking at you because I'm looking at my phone. Right? right. But if I look at the camera now, it appears like I'm looking at you something simple like that, because now that I've made eye contact with you. You're going to pay attention more. So practice. Practice your answers so that they flow out. Number two, uh, practice if you're going to an in-person interview, uh, practice the route. Practice and find out if there's street parking or garage, uh, uh, if the street parking is metered or free. These are little things that are going to impact you. Okay? Second one is prepare. Prepare means find out about the job. Find out about the company. Find out about the person who might be interviewing you. Find out about the clothes that you need to wear, okay? If you're, if you're looking at doing an, uh, an industrial, if you're going to be interviewing an industrial site, you might not want to show up in a suit, you know? Um, so those are the two, practice and prepare. And then the two during the interview, okay? Passion and, 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 and positivity. Be passionate. Be passionate. And I don't mean be like, oh, my God, I want this job. No. But be passionate about what you're doing, about what you're looking at, okay? And then be positive. Don't naysay anything in your past. When they ask you the inevitable, um, uh, so tell me about some hard thing that you disliked or whatever. We switch that up. Tell me about a, 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 a bad leader that you had. Well, a challenging leader that I had in, encountered. You see, we take the negative and we turn it into a challenge. Now, what do we do with challenges? We overcome them. 
this affects your mind. It affects your face and how you how you react, and it affects your body language. Because as we think about challenges, right? What do we do? We overcome them. Now I'm proud. Now I'm happy. Well, if I stay with that, tell me the the uh, bad boss you had. Well, I had this one guy. Uh, he was yeah, he was loud. He, 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 your face starts to you know you're starting to tense up because you're thinking about the negative. The negative. So be positive. And last but not least, what you seem to do, and I got to figure out a way to put this into a P, smile. A smile is the most important thing that you have. And I tell everybody, if it's the only thing you take away from talking to me, it's smile. Because a smile sets the tone. A smile says, hey, I'm approachable. A smile says, hey, um, uh, this is going to be pleasant, right? If I got on, if I got on, and I had this face. Does that make you want to talk to me? I think you Does had that face last time. Yeah. Well, that was because of the connection and everything. But but if, if you have that face, that, that doesn't that means this is not gonna be easy. But if you smile, okay. This could be this uh, this is gonna be okay. We're off to a great start. So that's for you, Sean. I appreciate and, it. Great great <laughs> knowledge right there. Yep, absolutely. Uh <clears throat> Alfredo, thank you so much for coming back in and uh, sharing more with us. Um, appreciate your time. Appreciate your knowledge, your insight, your expertise, and your willingness to help. Yes. And pay it forward. Yeah, I, that, that, that's the, the thing, man. I, I, I'll never stop helping. And, and thank you guys for inviting me back after the last debacle. Um, uh, because of, and thank you to my phone for allowing me to connect without um, – uh, the distractions like my stupid computer. <laughs> That's right. So. We're gonna get we're gonna Dr. Soto back on his phone for sure, too. So yeah. Yes. Guys, uh, thank you. That's uh the show for this episode. Stay tuned. We have our next guest, uh Jane Babcock, coming up after this short break. Thanks a lot, Alfredo.